It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We have checked the tape on the Miami Dolphins' performance offensively against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I got some observations from the time that the starters spent on the field here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed also guaranteed to bring you some takes here on the Dolphins off season or offensive performance for their last preseason game of this offseason against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, 53 man roster cut downs tomorrow self-imposed Indianapolis Colts trade deadline for Jonathan Taylor tomorrow it's going to be busy we already did the Zach Sealer show as a bonus show yesterday so you had post game immediate reaction Saturday night for the Sunday show and then you had Zach Sealer as an emergency podcast now you're going to get offensive and defensive film studies and notes on Monday, and then you get a 53-man roster projection to start your day on Tuesday, and then we'll actually get the cutdowns, and we'll see what happens with Jonathan Taylor. Long story short, you're going to want to hit subscribe here on the podcast. That'll be my recommendation, whether you choose to watch and consume on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I am thoroughly, 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 thoroughly looking forward to what this week brings us. But with that said, uh. As we get ready for cutdowns, I would just like to acknowledge uh, how crappy this part of this business is, especially with the way that things have changed. Uh, I saw, uh, I believe it was Marcel Louis Jacques, uh, just credited uh, or posted the first of the Dolphins' cuts. Jalen Twyman, interior defensive lineman, is the first one that I've seen this morning. And um, about half the players that are on teams are, are going to be without a team here. Uh, in about 36 hours. And it's a really crappy part of this business, uh, especially because it used to be a little bit more systemic. They've now pushed it uh, to one set of cuts from 90 to 53. And uh, I, I don't want, as we talk about cuts and strategic decisions, I don't want the human elements of these guys pursuing their dreams and trying to play football and live out uh, the best versions of themselves. I don't want that to be lost in any of this either. But um, that's kind of on my mind today as you you continue to see the cuts start pouring through. But let's talk about this Dolphins preseason offensive performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm going to try something a little different this week. Uh, I'm going to do the two series that the Dolphins starters were in the game. And I'm going to provide timestamps on the game clock so you know what play I'm talking about. If you want to follow along or seek it out, and if you just want to listen, well, you can just listen and I'll continue to do my best to describe it. I know I've gotten a lot of feedback on how much people enjoy this, but it would be helpful with the plays. But you got to talk to the league offices on that one because we don't have broadcast rights. So I digress. The first one is the the first big hitter play uh, from Tyreek Hill, which is 
opening possess or opening possession, opening play, 1455 after the kickoff return on the clock. Tua Tungavaloa is under center. And the Dolphins are in 21 personnel with two backs on the field. Uh, Alec Ingles is one of the backs. He's aligned at an H-back. Tyreek Hill in the slot. And it's really good pre-snap awareness uh, because the defender who's lined up over top of Tyreek Hill in the slot is actually Josh Allen, the, the edge rusher. And as Tua Tungvaloa gets up on her center, Josh Allen starts condensing himself in. Tua Tungvaloa takes the snap. He turns his back completely to the defense as though he's going to toss the ball. And then he whips his head back around, does a full 360 Tyreek Hill on just a quick glance. Ball is on the body, and Tyreek Hill is off to the races, gets out the gate, gets up the sideline. Uh, really appreciated the pre-snap awareness of who's out there over top of Tyreek. Now, I think the biggest talking point with this play, I know Tyler DeSena, um, he's on social media, he's a young, young kid, a uh, little bit of a tape head, I can tell. I appreciate that about him. Uh, he posted one of the clips and looks at Tua Tonga below because Josh Allen coming from the slot ends up reducing down, reducing round, reducing down. And he's got a free run on this effectively RPO and he bumps Tua after Tua throws the ball. Well, Tua takes two steps backwards, boop, goes down on his keister, rolls through, pops right back up. And Marcel Louis Jacques. Uh, took that clip that Mar that Tyler DeSena had taken from uh, the game film and posted it online. And Marcel Louis Jacques said he sent it to to his jujitsu trainers, and they said this is amazing. We've literally worked on that situation in every session that we have done. Um, the game tape that I got has both end zone angles, so it was really neat to see the other end zone angle of this and see how to uh, um, kind of cognitively and reflexively tucks his head off to the side and you can see him brace himself with his hands as he goes to the ground. And I can't wait until this is just second nature and we, we don't have to acknowledge these types of things. Uh, but at the end of the day with Tua Tungvaloa being such an important piece of the Dolphins picture and for Tua Tungvaloa with the injury questions that he has, it is inevitably going to be something that we talk about frequently. Uh, obviously second play is the Connor Williams, Shotgun snap to the moon. Uh, I appreciate it to a tongue of low on third and or second and 35. Getting up under center and, and trying to throw a tight end screen pass uh, to Durham Smythe and deciding I'm going to put this in the ground and not take an unnecessary hit. And then on third and 35, they run a halfback screen. And actually, th there is an, an observation on that play that I would like to provide. So the timestamp is 1335. It's third and 35. Lots of 35s for you. And Connor Williams is kind of getting bang, bagged on right now because he sent a shotgun snap to the moon. And it's understandable. It's a drive killer. And, and we're kind of been flirting with it for a while. I get it. But if you want to see the appeal of what Connor Williams brings to the table, it's this play on second-year linebacker Devin Lloyd where Connor Williams, Jacksonville comes out, they have two three techniques and two nine techniques. So they have defensive tackles shaded on the outside guard of both offensive guards, and then they've got wide alignment defensive ends that are looking to tee off. They're tilted in towards the backfield. You know they're coming hard. Connor Williams is uncovered. So Connor Williams takes a snap, gets out into his set, releases to get in front of the screen, and he tracks Devin Lloyd really, really well. And he gets attached on Devin Lloyd on the 35-yard line, halfway between the hashes and the numbers. 
going to the, the near side of the field. And he rides Devin Lloyd seven yards downfield from halfway between the hash and the numbers to halfway between the numbers and the sideline. Like he's stuck on him. He's pushing him. He's got great athleticism. And I thought that was a really nice play to kind of illustrate the good of Connor Williams because we're so focused on this one single thing with Connor that we can so obviously observe because it's wrong and it sets the offense back in a preseason setting. And I get it. But that athleticism, there's not a lot of guys that are going to get stuck on a linebacker like Devin Lloyd like that. So food for thought. That was the observations, the biggest of observations that I had on the first possession that the Dolphins starting offense had on the field. They, of course, had two. The second one, they go down and they kick a field goal in the red zone. And we're going to talk about some of what popped to me on that possession next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins before I just kind of dump some notes on you as we bring this episode of offensive film study before the start of the regular season to close. Stick with us. Listen, guys, August is just about up. It's the official start of fantasy football season. You got to get championship ready if you haven't had your drafts yet for your hometown leagues. By trying best ball on Underdog Fantasy, all you have to do is one live snake draft with no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you each and every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournaments. The largest fantasy football contest of all times is back and even bigger with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including a bonkers $3 million grand prize going to the winner. Last year's winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Please get in on this action now. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Dolphins' second possession, and I'd leave you guys with this too. If you like this kind of content, if you enjoy these kinds of discussions, um, one place where you can see some of this, that I do, I do uh, clip some of this, is in the Locked On Dolphins subtext community. So uh, you could text 305-419-3924 uh, to sign up for the Dolphins Locked On Dolphins subtext. Get a chance to text directly with me. Uh, you can have one-on-one conversations. There's some resources that we have for the show. There are some film clips that get posted uh, in there as well. And then we also have the Locked on Dolphins subtext community where everybody can chat amongst themselves. So you can either have a one-on-one line with me, you can chat amongst the group, or you can have both. It's a couple bucks a month if you like it. If not, uh, you can cancel in the first two weeks free of charge. So Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Don't miss it out. This season's going to be a lot of fun. Second possession for the Dolphins. The um, the first play was a bummer, and then I'll go to the third down conversion with Chosen Anderson uh, because it looked like Miami kind of runs this wind back run into a loaded box, 
and Jacksonville brings the safety down. The, the time stamp here, get my head of myself, is 5.52 on the game clock. Okay, It's first and 10. The Dolphins have the ball on their own 20-yard line. And Foye Lacoon is the other linebacker. Devin Lloyd is to the strength. And Jacksonville on the backside of this play shoots Olakun and they push the safety down. So you kind of get caught with this run blitz. And there's not a lot you can do there when it's to the weak side of where the offensive line is flowing, right? So the fullback, Alec Ingold, steps left and then winds back to kick the end man on the line of scrimmage. But everybody on the offensive line and the original flow is left. When you flow left and it's away from the formational strength, and then you get caught with week four, which is with the safety comes down. So you have a fourth body down there that you can't account for. And they pair that with a, a effectively a pressure blitz where Ola Kuhn comes through the B gap. There's not a lot you can do there. That play's kind of dead on arrival just by the structure and the numbers and the count of the play. So Miami gets caught behind the sticks. They get set up and it is not third down. It's second and 12. And it's the first completion uh, a big first down to Robbie Chosen. Uh, this play for Miami to a under center, another play action pass. I like this footwork on this drop. Uh, so Chosen ends up, it's it's a deep out to the field. So you have the two hashes, and whichever side is of, whichever hash the ball is on, the sideline that is closest to the ball in that hash is the boundary. And then the side of the field that has all of the space between the hash that the ball is on and the other hash, and then the other hash to the field, to the other, the far sideline, the far sideline is the field. So you're running that deep out to the field at about 15 yards. Tua takes a seven-step drop from under center, play action pass, does a really nice job showing the ball. His back foot hits the ground. I like that he didn't hitch and get heel clicky and kind of jump up into this throw. A lot of Quarterbacks kind of gear themselves up to throw this ball. And, of course, arm strength is not a robust strength of Tua Tungvaloa's play in general. So Tua's back foot hits the ground. He has to take one small adjustment step to get himself lined up to throw to his right. The ball is out as chosen is at the top of the route at the 30-yard line, breaking towards the sticks. And it is right on Chosen Anderson's face right at the sidelines. Now, whether or not this was actually a catch, if Chosen completed the process of this catch going down through the ground, I don't know. Uh, it was called a catch on the field, though, and we're not going to argue with it because uh, it was good news for Miami to get that. The next observation that I have from a timestamp perspective is a third down that the Dolphins run at 355. It's third and two. And the Dolphins do not convert this, and it puts the Dolphins in a fourth and one situation on the following play. The Dolphins run an RPO. Two, it drops it off to Alec Ingold. I'm looking at the push at the point of attack here. And one of the themes that I had throughout watching the entirety of this game is the wide receiver blocking, and it is its importance in what the Dolphins want to do in the run game. So again, this play happens at 335. It's third and two. The Dolphins have the ball on the 41-yard line. They get a yard. 
and the Dolphins run a power concept where they pull and wrap Robert Hunt and the tight end in motion, Durham Smythe, wraps around. So you get this GY power out of the shotgun. And it hits to the left-hand side of the formation. The wide receiver on that side is Robbie Chosen. And Robbie Chosen is unable to get down onto the safety that walks down as the third B-level defender to that side. And that safety is able to contribute to blowing up Durham Smythe in the backfield because Chosen's not able to get down on him in a hurry. Chosen's first step is a false step. And then his second step is a false step with his left foot. And then he's out the blocks. To be able to get down and crack on that player and create wash along with the rest of the offensive line left of the center, that everybody's stepping down and Alec Ingold's in there as an H-back and he's pushing and creating wash. There's good wash. There's good displacement. You actually see Isaiah Wynn does a really nice job in helping secure 99. Alec Ingold helps Kendall Lamb blast Roy Robertson Harris into next week and push him all the way across the other side of the center. You got really good point of attack work. But if the wide receiver is unable to get the crack on the safety and the safety's rolled down, it's a tough it's a tough ask. I get it. But this group, this offense, it's no block, no rock. And that is for me when we're going to get to some of the additional game notes. There's a rep a little later in the game with Braxton Barrios that I think is a stark contrast of um, the successes and failures of of the run game and the wide receiver's hand in playing it. And and I think uh, no block, no rock is going to be a big time mantra this offseason or this season for us uh, because of the reinvestment into the run game. It's important. It's essential. This offense is not going to work without it. So let's go to the Savan Ahmed big run. Uh, this happens 232 in the first quarter. Dolphins have the ball on the plus 49-yard line. And Savan Ahmed rips off a 41-yard run and gets outside. Case in point, no block, no rock. Guess what? We got skill players winning on the edge. The first one you've got, the Dolphins are in 12 personnel. They've got Robbie Chosen to the backside. On the right-hand side, you've got Tyler Croft, and you've got Durham Smythe, and you have Cedric Wilson who reduces down. So you have a three-man surface with two tight ends on the line of scrimmage. So it's a very condensed formation. Savon Ahmed's obviously in the backfield. He's the ball carrier here. You get really good securing of blocks, Tyler Croft securing outside linebacker Josh Allen's a Pro Bowl caliber player. And he secures him one-on-one and allows Savon Ahmed to get the edge. Now, the other two uh, skill players, Durham Smythe and Cedric Wilson, they outside release. Durham Smythe climbs up on a safety and runs him to the sideline. And Cedric Wilson gets a nice seal block on the outside corner who is coming down from the roof to try and get outside contained. So really good effort from those two outside skill players. And then Tyler Croft with the starring block, in my mind, he doesn't dominate Josh Allen, but he secures the block, he secures his hands, and he gives Savan Ahmed the opportunity to get the edge. 
You had really good vertical release on this play as well from Connor Williams and Austin Jackson. Some more thoughts on Austin Jackson in segment three. Uh, climbing up to the two outside or the two stack linebackers, Devin Lloyd and Foyeo Lacoon. Uh, Austin Jackson can't quite get a firm secure, but he gets up on on top of, Ola, of Devin Lloyd in a hurry, and that contact forces Lloyd to give ground and bounce, and then he has to try to recover to get back into the gap and shoot the alley. But because of Savon's speed and the fact that Croft set a block on Josh Allen that allowed Savon Ahmed to not bubble to get around the edge, Devin Lloyd loses his angle because of the contact that Austin Jackson gives him. And Connor Williams with another outstanding. You Again, you want to look at the value of Connor Williams at the center position. Look at the block that he hits on Foye Olakun, who is out leveraged to the side of the run at the time of the shotgun snap. And Connor Williams gets up on top of him and sucks him in. Really, really nice work from a bunch of different players. Uh, we'll get into the red zone work here. I, I do want to do all three red zone plays, but I also want to uh, transition and get us ready uh, for general notes from the rest of the observations that I had in this game, but really wanted to dive into the starting offense. I think there's some um, into the weeds that that we're going to benefit from, from being able to see and prepare and kind of know the guys that are going to be out in the field when the Dolphins take the field against the Chargers. So uh, stick with us. Got some general notes coming your way next here on Locked on Dolphins. Perhaps you're looking to go to a game this year. Perhaps you're looking to go to five games this year. Got good news for you. Buying tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful. And thanks to Game Time, it is not. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket details. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event because sometimes spontaneous is the best way to do things. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will give you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress at game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Dolphins now in the red zone, starting offense. You get a run with Savan Ahmed. Very similar looking concept, a little different structurally as far as the formation. Uh, the time on the clock here, it's 150 in the first quarter. The Dolphins have first and goal from the eight. Really good potential play here. Again, Tyler Croft blocking Josh Allen, turning him out, creating a lane in the C-gap for Savan Ahmed to hit. This one could have scored. You got really good push from Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson. They got up to the second level as well to block off and cut off Devin Lloyd. The bummer here is Connor Williams. Connor Williams kind of 
in a straight wash down the line of scrimmage is unable to set his hands and re-anchor. And because of that, number 99 washes him all the way down and makes the tackle in the hole where you would otherwise be asking a um, safety or a corner to make that tackle one-on-one in the hole. It is also worth acknowledging that Robbie Chosen once again tries to make a crackdown block on the safety and the effort's not there. So when we get to 53-man cut discussions and we we talk about Robbie Chosen, refs like this are why I, I have a hard time seeing a spot on a 53 for Robbie. Now, so now you have second and five uh, from the five-yard line. So it's second and goal from the five with a minute and 13 seconds left in the first quarter. This one is a bummer. Um, Kendall Lamb is, is the one who loses at the point of attack here. Roy Robertson Harris uh, gets him with a really heavy set of hands. The Dolphins' offensive line steps and flows right. You see, you do see what Isaiah Wynn can provide you from displacement perspective. There's a nose tackle here right over top of Connor Williams. Isaiah Wynn is stepping right along with the rest of the flow, and he blows up that nose tackle and off of the point of attack. So you you like that element of this, but Robertson Harris, as Isaiah Wynn steps down, Kendall Lamb now also has to flow down with him. And Robertson Harris gives a really strong hand. It knocks Kendall Lamb off of his track, and Robertson Harris is then able to uncover at the line of scrimmage and make this tackle. The third down play happens with 41 seconds. It's third and goal from the five or from the six. Third and goal from the six. And the Dolphins come back and they ran the same play that they ran last week against Houston for a big gainer uh, to Savon Ahmed, which is they ran mesh. So again, the progression of mesh is the rail route from the running back out of the backfield is one. Whatever the backside crosser is underneath, coming underneath to the Saint, coming towards the rail is usually the second read in the progression the third read is usually a sit route that sits 10 yards over top of the center, directly over top of the ball. Your reads here, I've seen some debate on this on social, and I know Chris Kaufman from Three Yards Per Carry has been talking about this with some folks as well over the, the course of the last day. The read is the rail. Got my handy-dandy highlighter here help really illustrate, <laughs> illustrate. Um, the rail is read based off the leverage of the flat defender. If the flat defender expands and gets width and sustains his leverage over top of the running back and his relation to the running back, you're not going to throw the rail. So you're reading the first few steps. Because again, all this, especially in the red zone, it happens like this. So if that flat defender gets width, it's out. It, like you're, you're not going to throw it. You're not going to throw that ball. So then you come down to the shallow coming from the backside of the formation towards the rail. This is Robbie Chosen. The Dolphins, when they ran this last week against Houston, it was Tyreek Hill. Now, obviously, there's a difference in the element of speed between Chosen and Tyreek Hill. But one of these players also ran the right route, and one of these players did not run the proper route. You're looking with the mesh where there's two skill players and they kind of cross over one another in opposite directions, shallow in the middle of the field, you're looking to rub 
defenders. You're looking to create a, a natural pick. And Durham Smythe created a very good natural pick uh, on both occasions. But the problem was when Robbie Chosen ran his mesh, he ran his mesh too far up the field. So as they look to run by each other as if they were going to give each other a high five, they're on the exact same yard marker, which means if they were to both keep running, they would pick each other off and neither one of them would uncover and get open. So Robbie Chosen has to make a last minute adjustment to duck underneath. And when you're trying to run in a dead sprint and play runaway and run away from leverage, being able to hit guys in stride across the middle of the field, there's not a lot of room for error, never mind having to bubble back down two yards back towards the line of scrimmage and then try to reaccelerate. And that is what allows the, the defender who was trailing Robbie Chosen to trigger and get back into his body as the ball arrives from Tua Tagovailoa. So I look at that mesh call, and I think Robbie Chosen uh, got too much depth on his under from the backside, and it interrupted the timing, and therefore there was not an opportunity to hit him in stride with the pick that could have given him an opportunity to push for the goal line. So those are the two Dolphins' starting offensive possessions. It's a good thing we're not going to do this for the entire games starting in the regular season because I would get uh, four shows a day and probably still not get all the game notes in that I would want to get. So that's the first two positions. That's the starting offense and the biggest observations of individual performances on individual plays that I had. I joked about this on social media. Uh, I'm sure there's a 0% chance that I will regret stating this. I thought Austin Jackson played uh, a respectable game against Josh Allen. Uh, I think Austin Jackson showcased uh, still some inconsistencies with his hand placement and his punch timing and, and securing blocks, but I thought his recovery was better. I thought his athleticism took over in certain instances, protecting on the outside. There was a really good pocket on that third down mesh play to Tua Tungvaloa. Um, it's, it's a building block, and he's running out of building blocks in Miami because he's in the last year of his deal, but nevertheless, it is a building block. No block, no rock. We talked about it earlier. Braxton Berrios. There is a play a little later in the game, and it's still with the starting offensive line, where Braxton Berrios is in a reduced alignment, and he's effectively in a two-point stance, one by one off the hip of Kendall Lamb, the left tackle. And the Dolphins run the ball to the right. <laughs> and Braxton Berrios is charged with cutting off number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker. And guess what? 185, 190-pound Braxton Berrios. He did it. <laughs> it wasn't super effective, but there was strain and effort, and it did force Trayvon Walker to not chase this play down off the backside because he had to work through the body of Braxton Berrios. And the contrast of that was on the other side you had Robbie Chosen again trying to block a defensive back and did not have success and was knocked back into the line of scrimmage for a play that with better power and effort and sustained push, you'd get a little bit more yardage. No block, no rock. It's my thoughts here. Offensive film notes. For the Dolphins versus the Jaguars. Look, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. We got defense one coming in just a little bit. I got to sit down and record that one as well. Uh, I am finished uh, with the defensive study as well. So 
Uh, just a matter of getting this show posted and up and turn around and then recording one all over again. So I hope to see you soon. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Make it a good rest of your morning or afternoon, and I'll be back to talk to you all again in a little bit. Fins up. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.